This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, yoga teacher, spiritual being, CBD lover, kratom enthusiast, travel lover, and obsessed with mental health and psychology and writing and all the things and this is what this podcast is about so if you're new here hey what's up thank you for listening and tuning in um this episode is another q a and i get into a really awesome question about becoming a teacher and a yoga teacher and the how to kind of like get over Um, any discomfort you may have with speaking in public Um, and I think that everybody kind of struggles with this so it's not only for yoga teachers Um, I get into a couple things that you can think about rather than getting uncomfortable in social settings that you have to speak I mean I think that it'll really help you by listening to my perspective I've been teaching yoga for five years so Um, And I I really did suffer with 
not feeling that comfortable when I first began teaching. And now look at me. I have a podcast and I teach full classes, like full of 40 people. And I never would have thought that I would be here now, you know, with no anxiety speaking in front of people. Um, But I wasn't always like this. So I really enjoyed getting into that question and that answer. I also talked about healing any awkwardness or energetic wounds that have to do with our mothers and our families. Um, I feel like that's a topic that everybody can kind of relate to, whether it's your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, anybody in your family. Um, We all kind of get triggered at one point or another, and there's going to be times that we feel like we've changed so much, and maybe our family member still kind of makes us feel like we're we're the person that we used to be, but we're continuing to flourish and change. So this episode is just nice. It's two totally different topics. And yeah, I always like to start my podcast episodes with this little intro so that we can kind of shoot the shit and get personal. And I can tell you a little bit about what's going on in my life. Maybe you can resonate and then you can always DM me, email me and tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me what topics you want to hear about. Tell me any concerns or any situations that happened in your life that you need clarity from or maybe a new perspective. But basically, what's going on in my life right now is that, one, I've been feeling very drained and, like, dried out. Um, Kind of low energy, brain fog. Hormones are pretty fucked up right now because I've been teaching a lot of yoga and it seems as though like that I'm absorbing the energy of others at like a much higher and more intense level. So if you're a yoga teacher and you're going through that as well, like you're not alone. Like I think it's this time of year as well. Whenever you get into the new year or like the first few months of the new year, um, People are in like hyper productivity mode and like they have all these things they want to do and they want to get in shape and I don't know I think that might be that might be why some post holiday New Year stress but it's gotten to the point that I've been dreading teaching sometimes not all the time sometimes because I'm so energetically sensitive and after my classes today, I basically decided that I'm just going to be in a low vibe mood. I'm going to be in a bad mood today. And like, that was it because I felt so drained. Um, So I sort of put myself in this bubble of negative energy and I put myself in a box. So whatever, I was listening to my podcasts and I did my cleansing and healing rituals and I spent some time in the sauna stretching, which is like the ultimate healing zone for me. And a Hispanic woman who's taken my class before, she was in the sauna as well, and she asked me how my arm was healing, and we were chatting for a few minutes. I gave her some of my um, Blue Ridge CBD oil that I brought into the sauna, which is, like, amazing if you massage it into your skin. Um, And the exchange was very brief. I'm saying, you know, two minutes or less. And then I went back to my breathing and stretching. But before she left the sauna, she said to me, you have such an amazing energy. Namaste. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, I love your energy as well. Come take class again soon. I'll, I'll see you soon. And when she left, I like had to like take it back a step. And I was like shocked because 
I thought for sure people today would think I'm in a terrible mood and I have intense or sad or dark energy, but I think it's amazing how people can see through that. Um, And when you're in tune with your own energy, I think it's easier to kind of lift people up out of their toxic energy. Like if I'm having a really good day and I see somebody that's like not okay at the gym or the sauna, maybe I'll like smile or I'll, I'll like bring up some like some kind of conversation just to make them feel like they're not alone. Um, so just by her like putting herself out there and and how she complimented me and said that my energy was amazing, it kind of gave me a boost and a jolt of positive energy. And I was like, wow, I don't need to put myself in a negative energy box today. Like I can still be seen as positive. I don't have to think that I'm so horrible for feeling drained and just wanting to be alone. Like I can still be, I can still be positive and have good energy, even though I'm feeling crappy inside. You know what I mean? And I I feel like when I have those low vibe days, I kind of just like put myself in this dark black hole that nobody wants to deal with and like everybody's going through something so it's not fair to ourselves to not let ourselves just have those those dark days but even though we're having a dark day sometimes people can still see your light through that dark so I just thought that was really cool anyways let's get right into the episode hope you enjoy it all right first question Hi, Gab. I'm a yoga teacher. I taught for two years and then took a break. For the whole two years, I was not comfortable verbally teaching the class alone. I always demonstrated. How do I get past that? I want to interact more with the students, like touching, adjusting, etc. I'm also really still not comfortable talking in front of people. I want to start doing privates. How can I gain clientele, and is $35 an hour jumping myself? Can I do them in my home? From Julie. So these are all really awesome questions, and I think I briefly touched this stuff um, in in my second episode, which was all about teacher training and becoming a teacher, but this is kind of getting more into, like, the nitty-gritty stuff, so it's really good that you're asking. Um... First of first off, so I, it just takes time to get used to verbally teaching the class and not having the urge to like do all the postures because when you do the postures, you're you're in your body and you're you're literally feeling the posture, so it's much easier to speak the cues when you're in the posture already. So that's probably why that you don't feel comfortable teaching verbally alone um, all I can say is that slowly but surely you're going to get more and more comfortable and I would just challenge yourself like each class to like just be aware and tell yourself okay I'm going to do as least postures as I can do you know what I mean like I'm not going to flow with them I'm just going to demonstrate like certain postures that the class like is just not getting down like you know, sometimes I really have to demonstrate warrior two because people just aren't getting it. And as many cues as I want to go through, sometimes somebody really just needs to see me in the posture with my foot down in the back, scooping the tailbone, knee over the front knee over the ankle, like 
sometimes people are very visual and people are really in their heads as well so you know maybe there's going to be a couple students that really do need that extra little umph so that would be your cue to go ahead take the posture and whatever but I've noticed as a teacher that I get much better energy from the class when I'm not doing a lot. When they see me walking around and literally looking at them and, and looking at their form and their feet and their hands and stuff, um, they, they see how aware I am of their practice and that makes them want to be more aware because if the teacher is doing everything that means that the teacher really isn't like focused on the whole class they're focused on their body and and they're moving and they're doing yoga with the class so it's it's honestly like a win-win like by by not doing much in the class you're saving your own physical energy and you're also receiving more energy from the students because they see that you're really tuning into their practice and they want you to see how amazing they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they want to please the teacher. Um, so it's just going to take time. And I would just, you know, for me, what helped me was just teaching as much as I can, um, saying, saying yes, subbing all the time, um, yeah, you can do privates. That helps a lot. Um, you know, you can practice at home, and while you're practicing, you can speak the entire sequence while you're practicing. Or, you know, if you want to get even more into it, you can challenge yourself to sit down and you can maybe write out a sequence. So you see it on paper and just kind of study it, look over it for like 15 minutes, then put on your music and start to verbally cue, just by yourself in your house, just start to verbally cue without any movement and you can you can practice that way. Um, do like a 15 minute sequence all verbal because it really gets down to like how comfortable you are cueing the certain types of postures um, and maybe f- maybe make a list of all the postures and all of the sequences that kind of give you trouble speaking out. The ones that you really feel like you have to demonstrate, those are the ones that you should be focusing your cues on and ways to describe them and everything like that. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a visual learner, so I like to make lists sometimes and see it on paper and... Yeah, I think just having some exercises to do that and then going and subbing as much as you can. And so this is going into the next question. Um, So $35 an hour for privates. I'm kind of skipping around. I know there's a couple other questions in there, but $35 an hour. um, If you're just starting out and you feel like you're kind of a beginner teacher doing privates, I would think like $40, um, $40 an hour. Um, but the thing is with privates, like you're, you're alone with that person for an hour. So you really have to like want to do a private with that person. Um, after teaching yoga for five years, I've gotten to the point where if I don't like somebody's energy, then I, I don't, I don't do a private with them. I only do privates with people who like, 
I'm going to enjoy the private and I, and we're on the same level and and all that. So that's important. But right now, I feel like for you to gain clientele um, would be using Instagram, um, getting people's numbers, getting people's um, emails, and just like creating a knit group of people and then spreading the word like sending out mass text messages is fun um but i would say like instagram and facebook i wouldn't use craigslist or anything like that that's get that gets a little bit weird um word of mouth and that's what comes with the beauty of subbing a lot so if you're going to start teaching at studios and subbing a lot i would always make an announcement after class like if anybody's interested in a private session i offer private sessions as well i wouldn't even i wouldn't even mention how much they are just yeah you don't have to do that um you can say i, I offer private sessions if you're interested i also offer like small group sessions because that's always nice too if like a group of friends wants to do a private session they can all split it and in that case i wouldn't charge only 35 or 40 dollars um if it's like a group of five people i would charge like a hundred dollars for an hour when you're first starting um and then once you start to get really comfortable with teaching and you feel like you're worth more or whatever you're just feeling more comfortable um i would i honestly charge a hundred dollars an hour um and that's that's low sometimes like if i'm doing a cbd yoga private and cbd is coming with it and it's an hour one-on-one um customized session i can charge 150 dollars. i mean that's totally worth it you're getting free cbd you're getting a you know a one-on-one personalized practice and what I also do for my clients is I make a little questionnaire sheet that I'll email them or you know I'll have them fill out some regular questions just so that I'm on the same page as them as far as what what their goal is if they have any injuries um, what kind of practice they enjoy the most what's their favorite kind of music what's their fitness goals, what's their spirituality goals, so that when you go into the private, you're not wasting any time asking these questions and you kind of already know what they're expecting of you. It's kind of like when you go to the doctor and you have to fill out like a new patient form because they don't want to go down this line of of things and ask you all the same questions when you just want to get in there and you want to be seen, you know what I mean? Like it's all these little things that people are going to be like, oh, wow, she really takes this seriously, and they're going to enjoy the private with you because they're getting the most for their money. So um, next part of your question was, I'm also really still not comfortable talking in front of people. Um, I guess it's not a question, but just a a mention. I mean, that takes time as well. you have to fake it till you make it. And I know that a lot of people hate that term, but when you're a yoga teacher, you're performing. And you have to kind of look at it as a performance and you have to step out of your own way, get out of your head, and ask yourself, why are you uncomfortable talking in front of people? All the people that are coming to take your class are probably going through a rough time off the mat, right? That's why people go to yoga. Um, whether they're there because they want to get more flexible, that means that they're not flexible and that they need help. So maybe they're embarrassed. 
maybe they're uncomfortable because they're stepping into a vulnerable place and you know being in a class and doing yoga it doesn't always feel that safe until you get to know the teacher until you get to know the energy in the room and that's your your job is to make the the room feel safe so if you walk into the room feeling uncomfortable to talk around people you're kind of making it worse on yourself so you kind of have to just like trick yourself and be like listen there's no point in being uncomfortable if somebody doesn't like your class that's fine who the fuck cares today i taught and um a middle-aged guy left like 15 minutes into the yin practice and i didn't take it personally because yin is very intense sometimes and he he left like when we were in the middle of like the hip openers so that was my you know that was my cue that maybe maybe he's going through something he seemed very frustrated he seemed very annoyed he seemed like he was just having a rough time so you have to understand that when you walk into the yoga room it's not about you anymore it's about everyone else and nobody cares you know not i'm not saying nobody cares but everybody is so wrapped up into their own shit and their own turmoil in their life that it's really hard to like be worried about what the teacher is saying the whole time or looking at the teacher or judging the teacher like new students yeah maybe they're going to be looking at the teacher more because they're confused and they don't even know what posture is what and whatever and that's that's your job is to verbally cue them in the right way. But um, not feeling comfortable to talk in front of people, that's kind of just your own, um, your own ego is trying to take over and tell you that you're not good enough, which you are good enough. And being a yoga teacher is a very, um, it's a very weird thing. It's, it's tricky at times because sometimes I feel, even though I've been teaching for five years, sometimes I feel like, oh man, this is a huge class. Like, you know, it just, it it makes me feel excited and nervous, but I don't get, I don't get uncomfortable talking around people. Um, So it just, the more you teach, the more comfortable you're going to feel and having that confidence and kind of like having a pep talk with yourself before you walk into the space. Like, listen, listen, Julie, you can do this you're you're a good teacher you know how to teach yoga everybody in the room is going through something in their life so you're going to walk in there you're going to teach an amazing class and you're not going to worry about what other people are are judging or thinking of you because everybody is so is suffering like every single person that takes yoga they're suffering and yoga is helping them heal so that's why you're there um i've when I first started teaching, I would like stumble over my words a lot and nobody ever laughed. Like unless I like really fucked up and like I laughed at myself, then people laugh. That's the thing. If you laugh at yourself, it kind of lightens up the room too and it kind of brings humor in there and people are like, oh, okay, she's vulnerable. She's cool. She laughed at herself. Okay. Yeah, we can all laugh at ourselves when we do yoga. If we fall out of a posture, if we fall on our ass, like it's funny sometimes. You know what I mean? And if you if you make the room feel like it's not that serious, it's, you know, there's some light, there's some humor in the room, it's a nice opportunity to make people feel comfortable around you and then you're going to feel comfortable around them so it's kind of like a two-way road exchange of energy so for your privates you asked can i do them in my home um 
Yeah, I mean, you can, especially if it's, like, someone close to you and, and you don't mind them coming over to your house. If it's a complete stranger, I and I don't want them coming to my house, I would ask them, would you like me to come to your house? Do you have a gym in your office? Um, do you have a gym in your apartment building? We can do it there. Like, there's always options. Do you want to do it outside at the park? Do you... Do you belong to a gym that you can have a guest at you know what I mean like there's always options and then if you had like a group and you don't know where to do it there's some studios and like workspaces that actually offer their space um, for like a flat fee if you had like an event or something or a private and if you're making like a hundred or a hundred fifty dollars off the private then sometimes it's nice to put in like forty dollars just to go like rent a space especially when you're starting out because then that's the experience and it's like a really good experience for them and they're going to tell their friends and they're going to come back and you know you you want to make a good impression a first good impression with um, your private sessions for sure before we get into the rest of the episode i wanted to tell you guys a little bit about a company that i really love cbd company called thought cloud you might see me posting about them on my Instagram quite frequently, um, but they are truly an amazing company and they've been helping me heal my skin, my anxiety, my depression. And when I broke my arm in July, I was using Thought Cloud CBD tinctures like no other. Um, it helped me get through some of the most painful nights of my entire life. I'm talking like couldn't sleep was like shaking couldn't even like drink water or eat food i was in so much pain i really love thought clouds cbd tinctures because they are super light and lab tested um they're vegan everything is just natural my favorite one is the cbd cbc blend it's a CBD oil that's blended with coconut oil so it tastes really light and fresh and if you go on their Instagram there's a lot of before and after pictures too of people's skin Um, with hormonal acne people have been using CBD for that as well and I personally have been using their CBD bar soap so it's a facial bar soap And then I use the CBD Jaboba facial oil, and I put that on after I wash my face with the facial bar soap, and it's been really helping me a lot. I've been dealing with really crazy hormonal acne the past couple years, and although it's starting to lessen, I do get these crazy breakouts, um, usually on my cheeks, and that's all hormonal. They also have a CBD mud mask. So you actually mix this mask with water and it's like a green mud mask and you put it all over your face and it dries and then you wash it off. And after I do that mask, my face feels so soft. It's like amazing. Whenever I have a crazy breakout like cystic acne or something that's just like really intense, I'll use that mask as like a quicker, a quicker like fix it. So if I have like something that I need to do that day or the next day it's kind of my way of getting getting the trouble zone kind of figured out with that face mask so if you're interested go check them out on Instagram 
Their Instagram is ThoughtCloud, but the O at the end is a zero. So it's T-H-O-U-G-H-T-C-L-0-U-D. And you can use the discount code GYPSYLOVEFLOW at checkout. And yeah, all their products are amazing. Go check them out. You can use the code GYPSYLOVEFLOW at checkout. The next question says, Gab, how do I deal with my mom's energy? It's so different from mine and it's hard to have visits with her. I just got back from staying with her for a week in New York. So I feel you. (laughs) Um, It's really hard for me to be around family. Um, I think I'm just, I have some resentment from my childhood and I'm trying to heal deep wounds and it's really challenging to be around family when you're still healing your own wounds and it's challenging to be around family when you've changed a lot maybe you've changed for the better Um, maybe you're not the same person you were when you were a kid maybe you have completely different habits and when you're around certain family members maybe you get kind of flashback to like who you were in high school or whatever or college and like that's not you anymore um mothers it's such a it's such a you know sensitive topic because whether we want to admit it or not we are we are like our moms we came from them and unless unless they're not like your blood mother but like I'm, I'm assuming that this this isn't that so I don't like to admit all the time that I'm a lot like my mom because it scares the shit out of me um, because I see some of my my emotional tendencies and like the way that I handle things and like anger and stress I see my mom in me a lot and I like don't like it Um, but that's just how the cookie crumbles like you're gonna be conditioned However, you're going to be conditioned as a child, as an adolescent, and we're like sponges when we grow up, and we have no control over how our parents condition us and how they raise us. I mean, the beauty of getting older is that we rewrite our story, and we can rewire our brain, and we don't have to put ourselves in the same category as we were when we were younger and we can actually change our patterns and our thoughts and the ways of being that have been so ingrained in us and that's the healing process so I feel like that's why it's so challenging to enter your 20s and your 30s and maybe your 40s like I don't know like I'm still in my late 20s and I feel like this is the time that it's it's like healing mode you know what I mean it's like survival healing mode like deep traumas from the past and like it's just time to buckle up and look at them right in the eye and dealing with your mom's energy um I don't know I mean like why is she so different from you why is her energy so different from you I I wish I knew a little bit more um but maybe like writing down like not like a letter to her but like write down all the things that that are really hard for you to deal with energy wise from your mom and maybe like in a nice way try to have a dialogue with her try to have a conversation with her you know maybe if you're having a hard time right now in life be super vulnerable and open and be like listen mom i'm having like such a hard time right now with this and that and i'm like super emotional 
and I'm not sure why this is happening, but when, when I'm around you, I feel like sometimes I get a little bit triggered or I, I get flashbacks or I get memories and I like, I love you so much, but I think that there's just so many things that so much energy, um, clashing that, that we're having right now. And like, you know, having a dialogue and just being able to talk to her in, in your own way, in your own tone, in a vocabulary that she will understand and just being super vulnerable, like trying not to point the finger because like whenever I have a conversation with one of my parents, especially my dad, um, if, if it's like about something that he did or, uh, you know, going out, going about a situation, he tends to think that I'm pointing the finger a lot. And I think that that's how he was conditioned. So everything that everything trickles down, you know what I mean? Our parents are conditioned in a certain way. And then that trickles down to us. And then now we're trying to heal ourselves from generations before us. And it's just sometimes very heavy. So what I recommend is just journaling and like getting it all out on paper, whether that means writing with a pen or typing and just write out a list of like topics and differences in you and your mom's energy that like really triggered you and try to find a way to, to talk to her about it or, you know, just be vulnerable. I feel like vulnerability and love always wins. Um, if you're, if you go to a parent with complete vulnerability and like just asking for help and like stripping away all of the anger and stripping away all of the resentment and just being completely see-through there's no way that they're gonna that they're gonna not be able to you know receive that um they're gonna they're gonna be happy that that you came to her that you came to them or your mom um with that kind of energy and that vibration so maybe try to do that and feel free to dm me um as well and let me know how it that didn't works for you. Me to thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of the vibe within podcast i hope that you guys enjoy the q a episodes that i've been sprinkling in um i really enjoy getting the questions that you guys send me so keep them coming you can feel free to dm me on instagram my instagram is gypsy love flow all one word or if you'd like to email me you can email me at gabcohen at gmail.com and i'll put that in the show notes um if you enjoyed this episode screenshot and tag me on instagram so i can see that you listened um i hope that things are resonating with you and that you're having an amazing new year so far um try and rate and review that would be awesome if you did that for me just because it really helps new podcasts uh, get noticed and I am trying to make this podcast more of a community and a collective thing and it's like I'm talking to you and we're hanging out and I'm not just talking by myself in my room with my cat in the dark (laughs) even though that's what I'm really doing I still feel like I am with you guys and I love seeing you guys sharing on Instagram and sharing with your friends and your family so keep that going and be sure to just connect with me DM email tell me what's going on in your life tell me some topics and some issues that you'd love to hear about on the podcast and I'm also going to be having some amazing guests on the podcast um, so just get ready for that as well um thank you so much for tuning in to that episode of the vibe with him until next time bye